What's happening, my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedafter40.com and shreddedafter40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. Today, we're going to talk about why calories in versus calories out, although is the most important factor in whether you lose fat or build muscle, is just the beginning. The source of those calories and how you burn those calories is going to have a significant impact on how well you stick to your diet, how well you stick to this lifestyle, and your overall enjoyment of the process your long-term success in this transformation journey. It's the big reason why you hear some people argue that the, the advice of eating less and moving more may not be the best for some people. And it's also why you hear some of the ridiculous comments or claims that um, calories don't matter, as ridiculous as that freaking is. And the big, the thing is they, they take some of this information I'm about to share with you in today's podcast and they twist it in their own way to suit their own personal agenda. First off, since calories do matter, let's get an estimate of how many calories you should consume in order to maintain your body weight. I'll include a link down below to a calculator on my website. You'll enter your age, height, weight and your activity level and that's going to give you your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure, otherwise known as your maintenance level calories. Now this is more of a range than an exact number. You're never going to burn the same number of calories each and every day. There's so many factors that are going to come into play the type of foods that you consume, whether you're on your feet a little bit more, whether you fidget a little bit more, there are a lot of factors. So uh, don't get stuck on a set number. It's just an estimate that you can work with um, here. So this is your starting point. If you want to uh, lose fat, if you want to get shredded after 40, I recommend reducing that by 500 calories. So you take that TDEE, TDEE minus 500 calories and that goes, is going to be your starting point. It's a good rough estimate to lose about one pound per week. If you want to accelerate a little bit more, you would create a little bit larger deficit. If you want to just maintain your weight, that's what you would consume in that ballpark there. If you want to build muscle, you'd add about 100 calories to that. If you are a fellow bro over 40 with decades of lifting experience under your belt like I have myself. So a nice gentle surplus to build muscle and not an overly aggressive deficit to get shredded after 40. So that is your starting point. Now let's say for example, the calorie estimated your TDEE at 2,500 calories. That's what you would consume to maintain your weight, but you want to get shredded after 40. You want to take a nice slow and steady approach, losing one pound per week. You would subtract 500 calories from that 2,500 calorie TDEE. So your fat loss calorie intake is going to be 2,000 calories. Now, a great starting point is just to work within your own natural eating tendencies. Take the foods that you eat, but eat them in a quantity that's going to add up to 2,000 calories per day. That is what is most important, is hitting that calorie target each and every day. It's why you have seen studies where the, the professor who did the Twinkie diet, he ate nothing but Hostess products and lost weight. The teacher who ate nothing but McDonald's and lost weight. I've even seen the ice cream diet out there. There's so many different diets to prove that calories is what matters most. And it's great. They showed that that's you can eat these highly processed foods, still achieve your fat loss goals. But is that the best approach? Is that the smartest approach? Is that an actual sustainable approach? Now for fellow men over 40 like you and I who want to get shredded, we want to get jacked, we want to look our best, we want to feel our best, we want to perform our best and live our lives to the fullest, trying to get your, trying to cram in as many processed, highly processed foods and junk foods into your diet, um, really taking the flexible diet to an extreme 
probably isn't the smartest approach for us. And we're gonna go over several reasons here why that, that wouldn't be the case. So number one is satiety. 500 calories of chips or 500 calories of ice cream is so small, it's going to be very satisfying for our taste buds. We're really going to enjoy that experience, but to consume 500 calories, the portion size is going to be so small. But if you consume a whole natural nutrient-rich meal of eggs, veggies, oats, and berries, for that same 500 calories, it's going to be a massive uh, meal there that's going to satisfy you, sustain your energy for hours throughout the day. Whereas just 500 calories of ice cream or 500 calories of chips may satisfy your taste buds in the moment, which is fantastic. It's not going to satisfy your stomach for very long. It's not going to sustain your energy for as long. And although those two meals may have the same amount of calories or energy, like calories is energy, it's not going to have the same kind of impact on your performance when you're training and your, your performance throughout the day, every everyday tasks that you're performing. You hear all the time, people, if you consume chocolate or something, you get that rush of energy, but then you crash. But if you eat a whole nutrient-rich meal, um, your energy is more sustained. It's like a, a steady drip of energy throughout the day because it's taking your body longer to digest that food and just trickling that energy into your system rather than getting a burst of that amount of energy in your system that's going to just burn off quickly. So if you're consuming diet made up of mostly highly processed foods, a lot of your favorite treats in there, and you're trying to hit 2,000 calories for the day to meet your fat loss goals of dropping one pound per week, chances are you're going to feel hungry a lot of the time because those foods are, although satisfying to your taste buds, aren't satisfying to your stomach. They're not going to fill you up. They're not going to sustain that fullness over a very long time. It's it's not going to sustain your energy for a long time throughout the day. So not only are you going to feel hungry, you're not going to have that same kind of zest um, throughout the day in order to perform all of your tasks. You're going to feel a little more tired throughout the day. You're not going to perform your best during your workouts. You're not going to, chances are you're not going to be as mentally focused and clear as well. The other thing when it comes to um, the type where the source of the calories that you're getting is the macronutrient and micronutrient makeup. And that has a huge impact on your overall success as well. You may find that you are lacking certain micronutrients if you're consuming a highly processed food diet or consuming a lot of treats in your diet. You may not be meeting a lot of your micronutrient needs. And some people have argued that if you are deficient in certain micronutrients, it can spark some cravings for certain foods. So it can have a detrimental impact on, on things like cravings. But just once again, this is about your overall health, your overall well-being. It's about looking your best, feeling your best, living your life to the fullest. So on the other end of the spectrum, like if all you're doing is trying to consume nothing but whole natural nutrient-rich foods, you're gonna miss out on the, some of the joys in life, some of the satiety that comes from the taste bud factor there, enjoying your favorite treats. And you're gonna be thinking about those treats all the time. You're gonna feel deprived all the time. You're gonna feel like you're missing out. You're not a part of the, the fun whenever you're at a gathering or anything like that. And that's, that's no way to live either. So as they say, striking a balance, everything in freaking moderation is what's key. So doing what's going to be best to allow you to hit your calorie target in a way that will sustain your appetite, sustain your hunger levels, uh, as well as satisfying your taste buds at the same time. You can enjoy, don't get me wrong, 
All of my foods, nutrient-rich, whole natural foods that I consume, I freaking love. My taste buds are dancing when I'm consuming them, but it's still not the same as, as like my favorite chocolate bar, my favorite chips, chips or anything like that. Like I need those things in my diet. They are, they are foods that I really, really enjoy and I wouldn't want to miss out on that. I love my craft beers and all that stuff. So it's all a part of living my life to the fullest, making sure I'm getting an adequate amount of each uh, macronutrient, making sure I'm getting all of my micronutrients in my diet. Um, and yeah, making sure that I'm sustaining my energy throughout the day so I can feel my best and perform my best. And this is where tracking your intake really does pay off because you can pay attention to the foods you're eating with your own natural eating tendencies and kind of see where you fall with your own natural uh, macronutrient breakdowns. Maybe you are like me. Uh, I naturally consume 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat, in the ballpark area. It's never exactly the same, uh, but it's always within that ballpark. There is gonna be the odd day where it's a little bit off, um, but that's just kind of where I feel my best, perform my best. So if you find there are certain days where you're consuming more protein than normal, and that's when you are feeling your best, or some days when you are consuming more carbs, that's when you feel your best, you have, you know, what suits you best. So don't go by any specific target out there. It's having this heightened sense of awareness with what you are consuming, the types of foods that you are consuming, and which which of those meals allows you to feel your best and live your life to the fullest. And, and even the treats, like what treats make you feel the best and, and how long can you go without your treats with without kind of feeling deprived or anything like that. So uh, for me personally, like it's been, I, I used to start with 80% of my diet was whole natural nutrient rich foods and the more as I'm, I'm consuming more and more nutrient rich foods I'm finding that 95% of the time is is when I feel my best I only need about 5% of the time to enjoy my treats I don't like stick to those exact numbers or anything I have a treat when I want them but I find that I don't need it as often as I used to because I thrive from the whole nutrient uh, the whole natural nutrient rich foods and I'm making those meals in a way that it's just my taste buds dance like I look forward to them. I crave those foods like I crave trips, chips, like I crave ice cream, like I crave pizza and sushi. Like I freaking love those meals. So it really helps to have that heightened sense of awareness. It also helps to have a heightened sense of awareness over your meal timing. So this plays a small minor role in the overall picture. Again, the calories is what matters most. The source of those calories can have a big impact on how well you sustain that diet, as can the meal timing. You may find that three meals a day is going to have you feeling your best throughout the day. It's going to keep you full enough. It's going to satisfy, like the meals are going to be big enough to, to satisfy you. Um, and it's going to provide you energy to, to sustain you throughout the day. Or you may find that you don't enjoy larger meals. You're more of a grazer and that suits you a little bit better. So don't go to one way over another because you, you hear something that it's the best way to burn fat or build muscle. Uh, go with what suits you best. You got to have uh, an intuition. You got to listen to your body, a heightened sense of awareness to what feels uh, best to you. So that's the calorie in part of the equation. Now let's look at the calories out part of the equation. So if 2,500 calories is what you need to consume to maintain your body weight, that means you are burning 2,500 calories throughout the day. A lot of that is just your basal metabolic rate, your resting metabolism. The other part of that is going to be your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That's the biggest part of how many calories you're burning other than your basal metabolic rate. And those are just not like things that you're doing, you're moving around, but it's not like structured workouts. It's not structured cardio or anything like that. Like your structured workouts and your structured cardio 
make up a small percentage of how many calories that you burn throughout the day. So the non-exercise activity thermogenesis, stuff like me right now, I could be sitting at my desk recording this video, but instead I'm standing, I'm animated, my hands are moving around, I'm like moving from side to side, so I'm burning more calories doing this than I would be sitting. I work at my stand-up desk here throughout the day, so instead of sitting at my desk working, I'm standing for at least eight hours a day, and that's gonna burn about 300 more calories than if I was sitting at a desk throughout the day. Uh, and then there is the, the just moving around, being on my feet. Like I basically don't sit throughout the day. So, uh, and then on top of that, again, fidgeting, any little thing that you're doing throughout the day is going to burn some extra calories. It's not structured workouts. Uh, and then we get to the, the structured workouts. So a lot of people look for fat burning exercises, what's going to burn the most. And they're just focused on solely compound movements. They're looking at like metabolic type workouts. They figure if they get their heart rate going, they're working up a sweat, that's what's gonna burn more calories throughout the workout. Um, not necessarily the case. Like again, like I said, how many calories you burn in a workout is going to be minimal. So I wouldn't be looking at your workouts that what can I do to my workout to, to burn more calories through this workout? No, it's just do the workouts that you enjoy. That is that basically you want to structure your lifestyle in a way like I love standing at my desk working. It feels fantastic. It didn't feel fantastic in the beginning. I had to ease myself into that like an hour standing, an hour sitting. I found my lower back would start to bother me at the beginning. Now my lower back bothers me if I'm sitting throughout the day. So I just feel more focused. I feel more alert when I'm working at a stand up desk than sitting. With working out, I'm gonna do the workouts that I enjoy. If I hear a different kind of, if I heard that like Pilates or yoga was the best fat burning training in the world, uh, or Zumba, I hear a lot of Zumba claims, do burn a thousand calories in this half hour Zumba session, which is just a joke to think that you'd burn that many calories. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna do that because that's not an activity that I enjoy. I'm gonna do the workouts that I enjoy. When it comes to cardio, I prefer brisk walking. I prefer kind of lower intensity cardio because it's not going to interfere with my weight training sessions. It's not going to beat me down. If I do things like stair climbing, I've got to be very careful with that because that could just drain me. That's going to have me want to sit on my butt later on in the day. So I'm going to, although I may burn a few extra calories doing the stair climbing, I'm going to burn less calories because now I'm sitting outside of the gym. I'm, I'm sitting at home when normally I'd be on my feet. I'd be moving around. Maybe I'd be out goofing around, like playing bocce ball, shooting some hoops, playing frisbee, going out paddle boarding, and, or just walking my dog. I'm, so you wanna make sure that you are not doing cardio that is going to beat you down. There's a lot of, you see a lot of people doing, it's been a while since I the whole uh, interval training, the Tabata out there, and the whole afterburn effect of, all right, 10 minutes of Tabata is going to burn more calories overall than half an hour of jogging. And you see people doing 20 seconds of burpees and 10 second rest, 20 seconds of jumping jacks, 10 seconds rest. That, that's not Tabata. Tabata is like death. <laughs> it's, it is like an all out freaking sprint on a, on a spin bike, a Wingate bike, followed by a short rest there. Like basically, you, you want to puke at the end of 10 minutes for sure. If you can last 10 minutes, if you can last the end, last 10 minutes of a, a true Tabata protocol, you're freaking in, in, in fantastic conditioning. But again, something like that can beat you down. So you want to make sure that you're doing cardiovascular activities that don't take a toll on your joints that aren't going to, again, make you feel like you can't move like the rest of the day. It's going to make you want to sit 
the rest of the day and, and move less overall. So 10 minutes of high intense exercise isn't good if it's going to want you cause you to to do less throughout the day, to move less throughout the day. If it's gonna cause you to be in pain, if it's going to take you out of the gym because you are sore, you pick up an injury here or there. So the risk reward is not a, a high benefit. So you wanna make sure that you are burning calories in a way that's sustainable and enjoyable. And even like with your training sessions, there's gonna be times where you're gonna to need to dial back and take a break from your weight training like I just did. I took a 10 day break from the gym, but I stayed active. I got a, I did a heck of a lot more paddle boarding, just doing other activities, living my life to the fullest. And that's, that's how you want to be burning your calories is living your life to the fullest, doing all of the activities that you enjoy and activities that don't beat you down. Even just moving like at the end of the day, doing some gentle stretching, maybe doing a little few yoga poses, um, foam rolling. You're just, you're still moving your body even though it's slower, it's subtler, it's not, it's not like a, a cardio session, it's not like a weight training session, you're moving your body. So um, that is the key when it comes to the calories out part of the equation. So to sum up this podcast, yes, calories in versus calories out is what is most important by far. It is what is, it's what you need to do in order to achieve your goal. But the source of those calories that you're consuming and how you're burning those calories is going to have a significant impact on the success that you have in sticking to this lifestyle, sticking to this plan. So you wanna make sure that you're consuming calories that both satisfy your taste buds, as well as satisfying your level of satiety, fullness, uh, as well as consuming in calories that are going to allow you to sustain your energy throughout the day and perform your best in and out of the gym, allowing you to live your life to the fullest. You wanna perform the activities that bring you most joy in life. Don't do any activity that you don't enjoy just because you hear it's best for burning fat or building muscle, stick with what is going to allow you to enjoy this life, live this life to the fullest over the long term. That is what's most important. It's achieving the body you deserve, doing things that you don't enjoy just isn't worth it. Or eating foods that you don't enjoy just isn't worth it. You should enjoy every single thing that goes in your mouth. I've had clients who are eating kale they hated it, but they heard it was good for you. So don't get caught up in that way of thinking. Always enjoy everything you're consuming and everything that you are doing to burn those calories. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I'd really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from uh, listening to today's podcast, do him a favor and share it with them. More than anything, I'd love to hear from you down in the comment section below. Share your thoughts, share your insights, share your feedback on today's podcast. And before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you in the next podcast.